0: Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. Thanks. Oh my God, how sick is the music! with this podcast it's crazy how much of a difference uh music makes on a podcast it's nuts um shout out to my boy offo for letting me use his song his soundcloud is oba underscore one on soundcloud.com so go check out his stuff he does some really cool soundscape stuff but, um, yeah, big shout-outs to him. Uh, I feel like it's going to make all podcasts uh, in the future a lot more enjoyable to listen to because hopefully I can put in some breaks so it's not just me constantly talking for, uh, <laughs> like, 30 minutes. So it's a little bit more enjoyable for your guys' ears. So thank you, Afo, and hope you guys enjoy. All righty, then. Uh, we have a jam-packed earnings week this week. It is nuts. Um, let me go ahead and... And like every week, let me just like name them all um, for this week so you guys can continue driving and don't have to worry about a thing. Uh, (laughs) So after close, and these are only the ones that um, I really care about. I'm sorry if I breeze through some of the ones that you might care about when you find out later, but there are just way too many on this list for me to name for it all to um, make sense or be enjoyable on the ears. So uh, here we go. After close on Monday, we have Ameritrade and Del Taco and Logitech for you eSports fanboys. I believe Logitech is in the new eSports ETF. Uh, We got uh, McDonald's and Procter & Gamble. Uh, Speaking of Procter & Gamble, they had that asbestos. You know, lawsuit um, with using asbestos in their products. So they tanked, you know, image is a huge thing, especially for new moms. They don't want to be putting asbestos on on their babies. Um, So uh, after that, or not after that, still before open, we have UPS um, and Biogen and Hasbro. Uh, Shout out to Magic the Gathering. I feel like Magic the Gathering has really pulled Hasbro through. If you didn't know, Hasbro does own the subsidiary Wizards of the Coast. Um, And then there's also JetBlue. Uh, After close on Tuesday, we have Snap, Chipotle, Skechers, iRobot, Texas Instruments, Discover, and Whirlpool. That one's pretty jam-packed. A lot of big names that I care about. Um, I won't necessarily be trading the ones I say I care about, though I'll be keeping an eye on them. Uh, Before Wednesday, we have Boeing. All eyes are on Boeing right now because of that whole, um, you know, airplane grounding, 737, like why you fly when there's caution on on your dashboard, you know, that type of stuff. So um, there's also Caterpillar, which is the construction company that you always see on the 5 South or the 5 North, depending on the way you go, if you live in so- <laughs> Southern California. Um, and you got Waste Management, which has been solid this year. Anthem, Blue Cross, you know, the, the insurance company. Um, And then after close on Wednesday, we have Microsoft, Tesla, PayPal, um, and eBay, Um, all of which are pretty good um, to keep an eye on, uh, though none of them have high enough IV for me to trade on, so I'll probably be staying away, Uh, but notes on that a little bit later. Um, On Thursday, before open, uh, we have Twitter and Raytheon and Southwest, Um, That. Things that open up, or co- actually companies that open up before open, are really attractive because you know if you're addicted to this type of like earnings play, then you know it technically means you get to play twice in a day. You know, like uh, so, say for example, you know Twitter is before open on Thursday. Maybe you put in an order on Wednesday for Twitter open on Thursday. Then you figure out if you win or lose from that, then you can maybe put some of those winnings into after close on Thursday. Which is Amazon, Visa, and Intel. Um, you know, <laughs> I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough, but there are really a lot of people um, on certain subreddits. Shout out to Wall Street Bets. I'm finally going to, you know, I'm, I'm finally going <laughs> to just insert that in there. <laughs> I read Wall Street Bets, I contribute a lot to Wall Street Bets, but uh, I will never let you guys know my username. No way. <laughs> but uh yeah there's a lot of people that play earnings and um i feel like there are people that play two earnings per day and it's it's not it's not gonna work out in the long run um though i see the attractiveness in it and i've done it before but i don't do it anymore um but after close on thursday again amazon.com you have visa and intel and friday not not really much of anything you have maybe verizon but you know eh all right hope you guys enjoy that summary Um, As I mentioned before, uh, I said something, I I said a little note about how the IV on some tickers, I think the ones on Wednesday, uh, didn't have enough IV so I wouldn't trade on them. I wanted to give a little bit of background on that so I didn't just sound like a pompous guru that just knew everything, that assumed that you know everything. So if you're new, or if this is one of the first podcasts you're listening to, or maybe you haven't listened to one of the past ones, um, you know, as a option seller, you are looking to sell when IV is high, meaning implied volatility is high, when the stock is ex- expected to move uh, in bigly directions, right? Um, for example, uh, I wanted to give uh, you know the people that do sell options that activate participly, uh, p- participly, that a- particip- the, mm. <laughs> that actively participate <laughs> on the website a quick summary of the IVs that make sense for selling. And so, out of the tickers that I mentioned earlier, um, the ones with the highest IVs that I caught were Snap at 152% iRobot at 134%, Skechers at 111%, and Twitter at 88%. There were some hovering around 70% and maybe 60%, but it just wasn't, you know, you know. even Twitter's kind of pushing it with 88. I like trading uh, Iron Condors on 100% or higher, though I have been getting burned on those lately, so we'll go and see if I pull the trigger on it uh, later this week. Stay tuned for Thetagang.com trades updates. But um, yeah, and so going back real quick, um, you want to trade or specifically you want to sell options to people when IV is high because if the market predicts that, hey, you know, um, Snap is going to go 20% up or it's going to go 20% down and you know what, you're kind of like, you know, I think Snap will maybe, you know, go up. 10% or down 10%. But it's not to go up 20. That's a lot, you know. That's that's huge move even for earnings. You'd have to drop some massive news to to spike 20%, you know. So you can take advantage of that because at that time when IV is high, when people expect the option to move Bigly in any direction when IV is high sorry if I sound like a broken record I'm trying to get it into your head while you drive in traffic Um, yeah it's just the opportune time to sell because the chances are that it won't actually get past negative 20 or positive 20 percent so um, take a look at maybe some company like Discover that reports on Tuesday. They might have an IV of like thirty percent. So they don't they don't expect um you know the stock to move much and again or not again but you know iv is not proportional to the amount that's expected you know something like snap has a uh, iv percentage of 152% uh, it's not expected that snap will move 152% that's just the grading or the metric to track volatility so going back to the example with discover if you know, discover has an implied volatility of just 30%, while snap has an implied volatility percentage of 152%. I mean, which one sounds more attractive to sell options on, right? Which one sounds more probable um, to be in your favor, or may- maybe that's not even the best way to say it. It's like, what seems more worth it to you, you know, um, as an option seller? If you you know, sell premium on you know discover that only has 30 percent if that moves bigly in your favor well you didn't get paid for the risk right you want to take advantage of getting paid to take on the risk and if that if risk listening to this podcast sounds a little scary don't be i have a great episode it's my first episode by you know maximize or minimizing your losses with you know choosing the size of a steamroller but you know we'll revisit that topic later Um, but you want to be paid out for the risk that you take so you know snap says it's going to move up or down 20 percent with implied volatility of 152 percent you want to sell options on that you don't want to sell options on discover um, that has implied volatility of 30% and get paid maybe like you know 20 bucks uh, to sell to sell this trade when you could get like 40 bucks from snap now don't go on your computer and like you know put these numbers in because they're, they're not gonna be correct because I'm just just trying to give you the best uh, you know car math driving and traffic math but that that's how it generally works if you have a high IV um, you're going to get paid more Uh, for selling that option because it's more risky Um, but capping your uh, or choosing the side of your steamroller or capping your losses all of which you can do but you know uh, that's that's time or another episode later in the future revisiting that topic but that I hope that made sense for you on why you should sell higher IV tickers or stock tickers Isn't that that's a lot, right? Like I'm just in my room. I'm like talking to my screen. I'm looking at the audio bar. Go to the right as I record, and all these thoughts start connecting. I'm like, wait, no. What if they ask questions about this? No. What if they ask questions about this? I'm really trying to make sure that you know that a new person listening to this podcast can just jump into any episode, and it makes sense. So I'm really trying to make sure i don't throw out any buzzwords because i i hate it when people do that when they're trying to teach people like don't (laughs) if someone's trying to (laughs) learn how to sell options don't mention greeks just don't do it it makes zero sense to them and they might as well learn at a higher level like hey you know you get paid for selling options and you know as more time goes by you get paid more like dude and then you know they start losing money, and then they start asking why. Like why did they start losing money? That's a much better way to learn um, than you know going to uh, Investopedia and going straight to the Greeks. Uh, I can't I can't stress that enough. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna get through this. Okay, so <laughs> the new thing. .com updates um, is the ability to add long trades. When I initially launched the add trades feature, um, you could only do short strategies. Now you could do long strategies and that was because of user feedback, which I really appreciated. I had tons of emails asking me, hey Junie, are you going to have long strategies available? you know I also had people in the comment section asking like hey can you make the text bigger please um, and can you uh, add long strategies please and I was like you know what that's a great idea let's let's just go ahead and do that. So I stayed up till 2am one day and I got it done and boom there you go. So. I'm always listening um, and I'm always wanting to make this site the best site possible for you to you know communicate how you're trading and how you know get insights on how you are doing yourself. Um, always making iterations I just need feedback from you guys making sure that it's going in the correct direction because of course the user dictates the platform. I don't want to make anything that no one wants to use. so again, ears are open and I'm super grateful for you guys. And speaking of feeling grateful, we just crossed 400 people signed up onto the platform. Super crazy. Um, I remember when I first started out, I would be ecstatic by just crossing 10, uh, especially 10 people that I didn't know. Um, That was a really big feeling and I can't believe we're at 400. Um, you know, I have this graph, uh, on a graph that I look at for user growth. I have it posted on Patreon too. shameless plug, patreon.com slash Theta gang, (laughs) um, that of the user growth, I can see how many people sign up per day, uh, and it's pretty linear. So I think we're going to reach a thousand, maybe end of quarter one next year. Um, but yeah, we're on track to do that. And, you know, given that Christmas season is nice to us and a lot of people are bored you know uh, visiting family and just on the laptop or on their phone signing up for theta gang uh, i don't know tell your friends about it um but yeah we we we, we've, we in it we in the end game now All right. Uh, a bit of a quick and dirty topic today. I want to start next week a series on the big trades that you know Thetagame.com does. Um, namely, uh, you know, call credit spreads, put credit spreads, and iron condors, and what each of them mean, and you know, how you execute one, how, uh, how when and why you would execute one. Um, But yeah, I feel like we should get a little bit more into the weeds, um, but gonna use this as an official announcement for that series so you could get all riled up for that. Um, But today, talking about how you should not believe everything on the internet, (laughs) especially about finance, uh, whip dee doo uh, if you haven't known already. But I just want to dive a little bit deeper into, you know, why that might be and, you know, some example cases of, you know, things that you probably don't want to sign up for, things you might want to sign up for and why you would sign up for them. Okay. I thought long and hard of how I want to present this and I thought there's no better example than me talking about experience of where I lost money. Because I feel like there's this sense of camaraderie that, you know, if you lose money, some other trader is like, yeah, I've been there, done that, felt that, learned from that. Um, and, you know, you guys talk about it, haha, ha, hee hee, hoo hoo, um, and get over it. So here is me uh, giving you an example of why, you know, you shouldn't believe everything you see on the internet, or, you know, maybe you uh, take in some of it, but not all of it, that kind of thing. Um, but here we go. So, way back when, Uh, we're not going to use a time frame but way back when uh, your boy played Blizzard earnings right Um, I really liked video games Uh, I thought you know video games were the epitome of tech Uh, you know you could tell my age and where I was in life when I thought this so I thought Blizzard was the most amazing company in the entire world and I wanted to play earnings how could they go down I'm playing the games therefore you know I will make sure that uh, I will, you know, invest in the earnings before the earnings report. So, uh, I start reading articles, uh, you know, proving my point. I'm like searching on the internet, like Blizzard earnings, and I just I see all these articles talking about how why Blizzard's, you know, user growth and you know World of Warcraft numbers are going to be insane this year, and blah 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 blah, blah. and I'm like. Hell yeah, dude! This is free money on the table. Why is not everyone doing this? Uh, and you know, at the time, I may, might have had like maybe 400 dollars in my trading account, and I was like, eh, whatever. And the, I just click the buy button. I buy, I buy all the out, not all of them, of course, but I buy all the out the money, out of the money calls I can. And um, I'm sitting there in the earn, during the earnings call, uh, you know, listening on in the web podcast or webcast, whatever. And the stock starts tanking and I'm just like, no, (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? These articles are lying to me. I, I've just been duped and speckles orbed of like 400, 500 bucks. And you know, you're just super sad. And it's just a huge, huge learning moment of your first earnings play that goes wrong. Because, you know, if you do it the first few times and you get it right, you think you are a God. You think you are a god. You think you are on top of everything. Like nothing's going to get you down. You are making free money by just clicking on the computer screen. But it's when you learn the hard way. When you actually put your money out there and you get burned. You know, 400, 500 bucks was a, f- <laughs> it was a lot to me back then. It was a lot. But, uh, you know, live and learn. I don't make any of those mistakes now that I'm playing with a much higher bankroll. So I'm thankful for that lesson when it was cheap. So going back to... Um, that time when I was you know reaffirming my blizzard assumptions of it you know killing earnings you, when you pick a side for earnings um, you're going to go through you know something like you know you're gonna look for things to affirm your bias what I advise you to do is in times where you feel like you're bullish on a company or bearish on a company that you look at the other side That you not only take in the DD or due diligence of the facts that, or not the facts, but the opinions that, you know, influence your current motive, but that go against it so that you have a more fair, um, you you know, head on your shoulders. All right, so you got your head on straight. Now, you just have to determine whether or not that that article is written by someone that is, you know, writing for a specific bank maybe that has an underlying note on the stock, um, you know, which means, you know, if this um, uh, JuniesMarket.com is writing a publishing on, you know, Beyond Meat and, you know, uh, maybe that writer or that publisher has some Beyond Meat stock or maybe they are writing on behalf of a bank that has Beyond Stock, you have to be careful of that stuff. Um, because you can't obviously just look at being bullish on Beyond and then looking at all the Beyond positive uh, articles and all the you know the bad ones that are you know maybe somewhat true. I'm not trying to pick sides here right now on this podcast, but um, if if you don't recognize that a bank or a publisher has the underlying, like if they don't own some of the stock that they're writing for, then you're in for a bad ride because you need to make sure that that person that's writing it is very much neutral, um, or it, it, at least in position, they're uh, more than free to be bearish or bullish, but um, neutral on a position, meaning they don't own any of it. You, there's always disclaimer at the bottom. You know, I don't know how much you can actually trust that, to be honest, but it, it does help when they say they don't own any of the underlying or et cetera, et cetera. And they're not allowed to also make moves uh, after a certain amount of time after they write a review, so I mean that works kind of in your favor too, though a lot, of, a lot of the stock moving prices are due from those articles from you know upgrades or downgrades and the reasons why companies do them. Okay, so what did we learn? We learned we can't trust everything that we see on the internet especially about finance. We can't trust that every single article that's bullish on a company means the company will rocket. It. it doesn't mean that if we see a bearish article that the company will, you know, plummet to the earth's core. Rather, you know, you sh- you need to look at both the bullish and the bearish topics or the articles and, you know, parse out information that helps you Uh, making a better trade Um, definitely uh, you know use the internet to your advantage the internet is free the articles you read of course are free Uh, and you want to be you know as informed as possible when you make these trades Um, you know what irks me sometimes is you know uh, someone posts uh, a bearish article on you know AMD and then they you know link it with like, why did AMD go up if this article said it was gonna go down? Well, that article doesn't make or um, break the market, right? So, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm just bagging on the person that <laughs> that was <laughs> that lost money like me, but just had the audacity to post it somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just not uh a good thing to you know fully trust in an article and make financial decisions on an article and nor is it uh, wise to take financial decisions from anybody it is your money and you should only be acquiring information to make your trades better don't just blindly follow someone unless if you know you want to make an experiment or if you just need some guidance on you know maybe pick a few um but yeah this is just a shameless plug to my disclaimer, that these are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast, a future podcast should not be considered financial advice. There is a reason why I say that because, you know, datagang.com is very much an experiment. Um, I, you know, of course list out all my trades right when I execute them. And it's just really my own trade log that has just blown up into this community of all these like really great people banding together of selling option premium. So, um, you know, no one makes good trades all the time and i'm trying to fight against that you know that tendency for you know traders to think that they have to look like they're winning all the time you you don't have to win all the time and it's okay you know to me this is just a hobby i'm not trying to be a, a millionaire i very much just enjoy you know talking about you know finance i love talking about tech it, I just, I just love this. It's like my, it's my passion. And, um, before going on to <laughs> an Oscar winning, uh, <laughs> ramble, um, yeah, just want to close this off by saying, um, thank you, uh, everyone for listening and making this the best community possible. Um, I hope that, you know, me showing all my trades is a step in the right direction for people to feel more comfortable about losing and winning, of course, on their own trades. And thanks. Real quick real quick uh, as the outro I uh, just want to give an extended shout out to mr Ivy and John Pitchco for being my uh, two supporters so far on patreon.com uh, they've been given flares um, in case if you know any of you guys want sick flares you see that yellow thing next to your name in your in the comment section if you want one of those you can get one of those at patreon.com theta gang you can also get SMS text alerts. Um, right when I open trades and close trades so you can follow more closely along of when I exactly execute my trades. I know it's a real big pain on refreshing the page, but I know I also just told you don't follow someone uh, trade for trade. Um, This is just for someone that wants more insight or better timing of like when I actually open them. Um, Go ahead and follow me on twitter.com slash realthetagang uh, and email me at juni at been getting a lot of feedback there, been getting a lot of feedback in my DMs on Twitter too. Um, and also, Data Gang is proudly partnered with TastyWorks. Now, I worked really hard for that partnership. I sent a lot of emails. There was a long email chain. But if you fund an account with $2,000, you will get SMS alerts uh, for free whenever I open or close a trade. And you will get a, a TastyWorks flair as well as a shout out um, in the outro. So, again, Thank you all. We just crossed four hundred, and uh, I'm done. I actually finished this podcast at eight nineteen p.m. I am super proud. I get to eat dinner peacefully and not in a panic. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, happy uh, 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 future Monday. Uh, yeah, this is Monday when you're going to be listen to it. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, don't get burned in earnings. Don't get burned on earnings. Don't get burned on earnings. I'm telling you three times so don't get burned on earnings. Don't go all in.